everybody has a topic on the exam that they really just don't like. Whether it's hand therapy or psych or neuropeds, whatever it is, everybody's got a kryptonite. Well, I've got your secret weapon. If you're enjoying the podcast, I've been putting out video courses called 450 Formula. They're designed to make these giant, complex, difficult topics as simple and easy as possible, just like the podcast. You get all the big ideas, the foundational information, and you walk away with simple, easy mnemonics that make remembering everything a breeze. So if you're looking for a little extra help on those big, bad topics, or you just want to knock them all out together, then head over to 450formula.com and take a look. There's some free videos we can get a good feel for how it works. Check it out and get your 450. Hang in there. Episode two. We're going to be talking about Allen cognitive levels today, giving you a good mnemonic just like last time to remember it real quickly and easily. Okay, let's do it. All right, episode two, here we go. Um, So Allen Cognitive Levels, Uh, this is on the short list of things that I, when I was studying for the test, I thought it was so stupid that I had to do this. Like, just such a waste of my time. I really wanted to get on to, like, the meatier, sort of bigger subjects, and studying these silly scales and stuff just really kind of burned me up. So I was looking for, you know, someone who'd come up with something like this where I could just sort of like memorize some system and be done with it, but I couldn't find anything. So I thought I'd make one for you guys. Um, so just like last time we used the Star Wars uh, world to be able to, you know, have some ways to mem- remember certain things. So this one, we're going to use Harry Potter. So if you're not familiar with Harry Potter, I am really sorry. You may find this helpful. You may not. Probably not. But uh, for those who have, um, hopefully you're in that group. I think this will be a really, really good way to remember these. Um, so a uh, quick note before we start. Uh, on the website, I'm going to post, I made up like a PDF thing with some visuals. And again, all this stuff written out and organized really nicely for you guys. Um, at least more nicely than anything I've been able to find online. Uh, I think it's really, really going to be helpful for this sort of stuff. Again, sort of like trying to use an audio medium to replace memorizing like a chart is is tough. Um, I think my de- like explanations and stuff like that is going to be really valuable. But definitely pulling up or printing out this thing to follow along while you're listening to it or just checking it out after. Um, either of those ways is fine. Um, but please definitely do it. This will help so much. Um, over just trying to remember every word I say about this complex system. Um, so yeah, please check it out, otexamprepper.com. And a quick note, I um, the way it's set up, I actually I ask for, I add you to an email list uh, in order to, to get this thing. Um, that is, seriously, I can't stress how much I am opposed to spam. I hate it. Uh, my inbox is constantly like way too full. I would never do that to you guys. Um, I don't want to be a part of that part of the internet. Um, this is seriously uh, just a way that I can help serve you guys better. Um, it would be like I'd let you know about you know certain time sensitive resources or whatever something that was happening that was I thought was genuinely going to be helpful to you studying for the exam. Um, or and then the other probably more important part of this is that I may you know send out a survey or question every now and again that's totally optional but just asking for some feedback for some ideas for the kinds of things you guys would like to see on here in the future um if i had had the opportunity while i was studying 
and somebody was asking me just like, hey, what can I prepare and make easier for you to learn? What can I teach you? I would have been all over that. So I'm hoping that you guys will take advantage of um, me as a resource and uh, that we will make this podcast as helpful and as awesome for all the OTs, uh, future OTs out there. And um, yeah, okay. Got that out of the way. So yeah, please check out the website, otexampreper.com. Get the the study guide cheat sheet thing for this. It's going to really help. Okay. So Allen cognitive levels. These are, this is a scale that we use to... Um, sort of estimate where a person is cognitively. And then also it sort of identifies certain activities that are appropriate for um, a person at each of these levels. So Allen cognitive levels, right? Uh, There are six levels, one through six, six being the best one being the person in the worst shape. Um, So how we're going to remember this is we're going to use the Harry Potter books that correspond with each level. So level one is going to correspond with the book one. Yeah. And so on. Level two is going to correspond to book two. We'll pick like a very memorable scene or event or something from the book that sort of covers some of the things in that level. So it'll be really easy to just instantly pull up a visual that gives you a couple ideas of the kinds of things that a person is capable of at that level. Yeah. So each Allen cognitive level is split into five, we'll call them sub-levels. So Allen cognitive level one and all the others are, it's split up into 1.0, 1.2, 1.4, 1.6, 1.8. The idea being that if a person is demonstrating they're capable of one point of the thing defined as 1.8, they're probably ahead of somebody who's only capable of something defined as 1.2. It's a way to either measure like progression or where exactly in this level somebody falls, yeah? So each of these levels is given like a little blurb and and like a example of something that that person is capable of. So, um, for example, in cognitive level one, 1.0 is withdrawing from noxious stimuli. Then 1.2 is responding to stimulation. 1.4 is locating stimulation and so on. So um, I'll be... Uh, yeah, so let's just jump into it. I think you'll get the idea of what I'm going for here pretty quick. So Allen Cognitive Level 1 is awareness. We're going to use Book 1, The Sorcerer's Stone, specifically The Troll, yeah? So um, if you remember the movie that all uh, Ron and Harry, they find the troll in this bathroom, it's attacking Hermione, they try to distract it. They like throw their shoes or, or rocks or something, I can't remember. Uh, but they throw stuff at this troll, and the idea being that it's so dim-witted, it actually takes it a moment to sort of realize it's being hit with heavy objects and to even sort of like turn its head to look at Ron and Harry. So um, that really corresponds well with the first three first three things. So 1.0 is withdrawing from noxious stimuli, 1.2 is responding to stimulation, and 1.4 is locating stimulation. So we can use the troll to sort of, uh, yeah, get this idea of stimuli and responding to your environment. That sort of idea is all a part of cognitive level one. 1. 1.6 is then rolling in bed. And again, these aren't going to be perfect. These are just meant to give you an idea of the kinds of things that um, go on at this level. Um, I can't really think of a great way to to think to um, help you remember rolling in bed as part of this. But the next one, raising body parts, 1.8 is uh, pretty easy with this troll. You can imagine him, um, or picture, he actually does this, picture him raising his hand with that club to then smash the sink. And Anyway, raising body parts is part of Allen Cognitive Level 1. You can picture the troll raising his arm up. Um, So moving on, 
Alan Cognitive Level 2 is Gross Body Movements. So this is going to be the Chamber of Secrets, book two. Quidditch becomes a big deal in the second book. Yes, Harry Potter becomes the youngest seeker and whatever in the first book. But book two is really where Quidditch sort of takes off. Um, so the I'll just go through the, the uh, 2.0, 2.2, that stuff, um, one by one. So 2.0 is overcoming gravity, and 2.2 is writing reactions. So both of those are pretty easily um, summed up and mem- like remembered by just flying on a broomstick, right? So um, overcoming gravity, writing reactions, you, you know, this broomstick literally flies and you got to stay on top of it. You got to kind of maintain your balance. Aimless walking and directed walking are 2.4 and 2.6. Um, this one, you can picture Harry when he's just sort of like generally looking for the snitch, but doesn't know where it is. He's just kind of like bopping around, like just flying here, flying there, just looking for this thing. It's sort of aimless, right? So aimless walking. The next one, directed walking. Once he sees it, he very much has a target. He's headed straight for that thing. Um, and then the last one, 2.8, is grabbing. So reaching for the snitch, that's falls right in there, yeah? So overcoming gravity, writing reactions, aimless walking, directed walking, and grabbing can all be remembered pretty easily by Quidditch in the second book, The Chamber of Secrets. Again, that was gross body movements. Okay, moving on to level three, manual actions. This one's going to be The Prisoner of Azkaban. And the thing we're going to use to remember this is the Marauder's Map and the Time Turner. That's because every single step in level three has to do with using objects. So essentially tool use, yeah? So three zero is grasping objects. Three two is distinguishing objects. Three four, sustaining actions on objects. Three six is noting effects on objects. And three eight is using all objects. So yeah, again, just like being really um, capable of using um, items, objects in your environment. So in the third uh, movie or book, um, the Marauder's Map and the Time Turner become really important. You know, they find people with the Marauder's Map and then they use the Time Turner towards the end to reverse time. They fix all the bad things that were going to happen and it's a happy, you know, everyone lives happily ever after. Uh, So that is, yeah, just a really easy way to remember object use, right? So Prisoner of Azkaban, Marauder's Map, Time Turner, Manual Actions, It's about using things in your environment. Okay. Level four. So level four is admittedly probably the trickiest one. So this is familiar activity, right? Um, This, the book is the goblet of fire. And the thing we're going to use is sort of the main event in the book, the triwizard tournament. So Harry gets um, sort of roped into participating in this big championship tournament thing. There are these events, these challenges and, uh, one way to remember this familiar activity, right? Um, these challenges would be considered unfamiliar activity to be sort of extracurricular. And Harry really struggles with these. He uh, ends up finding his solution to these like the day before or the morning of. And usually there's like somebody that has to come along and be like, hey, like you should use this or do this or like give him some sort of hint. He's re- left to his own. He would really probably just have died in the first challenge. Um but yeah, so the different things in here are four zero sequencing. We can remember that by these games take place in a sequence. They're like multiple events. They're sequenced out. Four two differentiating features. This one's a little tongue in cheek, uh, but Harry grows gills for one of these 
events. So he literally gets different features, differentiating features, Harry <laughs> grows gills, different features, differentiating features. 4-4 four, four is completing goals. Um, so, I mean, this whole sort of tournament championship thing is very goal-oriented. You're working for a prize. You want to win, completing goals. 4-6 uh, is personalizing. This one, um, in each of the challenges, each of the participants comes with a unique solution to it. So where they need to swim underwater for a long time. Um, Harry grows gills. Someone else uses some sort of magic spell. Uh, they each like tackle the whole dragon challenge in a different way. The idea is that they personalize their approach to this thing. And then 4-8 is rote learning. I couldn't think of a really good example for this um, to do with the Triwizard Tournament. So instead, I came up with a really lame, punny way to remember it. So, uh, wrote learning, Rita Skeeter wrote stories about the contestants. So I apologize, that's really lame, but that's the best I can do. Okay, moving on to five. So level five is learning new activity. Uh, book five is the Order of the Phoenix. And for this, we're going to use, um, it could be either the Order of the Phoenix, but I think the best one is actually... Um, Dumbledore's army. So uh, the progression of five is kind of interesting. It starts with continuous neuromuscular adjustments. So a way to remember that is, again, Dumbledore's army is like this extracurricular club um, that they make. This new professor shows up. She really sucks. Professor Umbridge, she's not teaching them anything useful. The kids are really frustrated. They decided to take their learning into their own hands. So they like um, meet outside of class and then Harry's sort of picked to be the leader, and he's sort of showing them how to do some of these spells um, that he's become more familiar with. So in the movie especially, uh, they're like trying to cast spells a certain way, and then he's showing them, no, you need to move your, your wand in this way. He's sort of like coaching them through it. Um, and so continuous neuromuscular adjustments, that's the skill to be able to you know, identify that a task is not going well, that you need to modify your fine motor actions or you know, your your neuromuscular uh, interaction to be able to do this better, right? Adjusting that, modifying that. Um, so yeah, practicing spells, the way you move your wand, I think is a good a good visual for that. 5-2 is discriminating between parts of an activity. Again, that was one that I had a tough time coming up for something for. 5-4 is self-directed learning. So this is perfect. This is exactly what they're doing. They made an extracurricular class. They're going to like start teaching themselves, right? Self-directed learning. 5-6, considering social standards of context. And then 5-8 is consulting with others. So basically these are being able to succeed in a social setting, right? Being able to measure, um, you know, what's important about this social setting, how to go about it in a way that's successful. Harry um, is uncertain if it's appropriate to ask out Cho Chang after her boyfriend died recently while he was there. Uh, it's a tricky social setting. And then also um, consulting with others, collaborating with the other students to be able to learn together, right? So just this idea of of um, succeeding in a, in a group social setting. And then, um, so the last one, level six, is planning new activity. This is probably the least important one because there's actually not even any sub-levels. It's just 6.0, planning without objects. This just This is like a normal person without cognitive deficits at all, right? So it's really easy to remember, but I did come up with a mnemonic for it. Book six is the Half-Blood Prince. The Half-Blood Prince's textbook is clearly far and away much, it's very advanced. It shows that the author was, you know, making new potions and new spells um, on his own. He was creating these things. It's just a very high cognitive function 
functional level thing. If you really want one that deals with planning without objects, so this idea of planning, in the sixth book, um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione plan not to return to Hogwarts, and they're going to, you know, they formulate this plan to to, to get rid of the Horcruxes and all that. So, um, but yeah, again, level six is probably the least important. It's just means that they're fine. So you can totally even just scrap it if you like. Uh, but yeah, those first five levels, I think, um, will really be sort of helped out well in summary. Uh, so level one is awareness. That's the troll. We're thinking, um, you know, the troll is, you know, having trouble responding to stimuli. He's kind of doing that. And then also raising body parts. He raises his arm with that club. Uh, level two is, um, again, Quidditch, right? Book two is Quidditch. We're overcoming gravity, writing reactions, aimless walking, directed walking, um, searching for the snitch and then finding it, going after it and grabbing, right? Grabbing that snitch. Level three is all about objects. It's manual actions. It's the prisoner of Azkaban, the third book in that book. They have the Marauder's Map and the Time Turner. They use those objects. Uh, Level four is familiar activity. That's book four. We're going to think of the Triwizard Tournament. Um, those events happen in a sequence. There's sequencing, differentiating features. Again, Harry's gills. Um, completing goals. It's goal-oriented. And personalizing. They each have to come up with their own sort of approach to these things. Um, level five is learning new activity. This is going to be Dumbledore's Army. It starts out with continuous neuromuscular adjustments. They, you know, adjust how they're casting these spells, how they're waving their wands, self-directed learning, uh, considering social standards of context, and consulting with others. They are, you know, working together. It's a social setting, and they're succeeding at this. And then level six is the Half-Blood Prince. Half-Blood Prince's textbook is really advanced. It shows that this guy has no cognitive issues whatsoever. So an example of how this is useful, you might get some sort of question asking you about, you know, a patient presents with, um, you know, they're having difficulty using uh, a scissors or they're, they're having difficulty managing their environment, they're having difficulty overcoming gravity, or they're having difficulty, um, you know, responding to even noxious stimuli in their bed. That will hopefully trigger an idea for you that, you know, you're thinking instantly like, oh, the time to earn the Marauder's Map for objects, or Quidditch for gravity, or the troll for raising body parts, or, or responding to noxious stimuli. And then you can really quickly realize that's in book one, or book two, or book whatever, and know what Alan Cognitive level that falls in. Yeah? So I hope, I really think that um, if I had something like this, it would help me when I was studying for this. I really hope you guys find it helpful and easy to remember. Again, totally check out the um, cheat sheet, the PDF I made. I think it'll really um, help you kind of bring it home and just memorize this really quickly. Listen to the podcast once with it if you didn't have it already. Um, or just look at it and do it on your own. Last note, just remember to check out, if you get tired of studying, my other website, homeequipmentguide.com. I think it'll be useful for you as an OT and your future patients out there. Um, other than that, stay cool, and I'll see you in the next episode. Last but not least, music this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, so today we're going to be covering Agnative Al blah, blah, blah. Alan Cognitive Levels. <laughs> oh.